So I've been asked to keep my remarks brief, so I'm just going to say a few things about what I think makes this book so good. So first, as you'll be able to tell from Steve's presentation, um, it's a very good read. Um, there's a huge cast of characters that populate this book, um, many of whom have not uh, received the attention that they deserve. Um, there are, of course, the villainous villains in the form of Batista, and uh, to use Steve's words, the less than lovely Eusebio Mohan. Um, there's also a large cast of heroes, and importantly, heroines, who are um, often forgotten in studies of organised labour, um, in the form of the Cuban workers who, often at uh, considerable risk of their lives, took on their employers and ultimately the regime um, in acts of resistance that, um, as the book argues, made a material difference to the outcome of the revolutionary insurrection. Secondly, um, the book is meticulously researched and uh, drawing on um, a wealth of untapped sources, including uh, material from local archives, provincial archives, interviews with veterans of the labour movement and uh, the revolutionary movement, clandestine publications, um, previously unused collections from activists' own um, personal archives, all of which, I should say, is uh, really no mean feat, and it's a testimony to Steve's uh, tenacity and uh, charm uh, and ability to negotiate the particular challenges that you can face in the uh, Cuban research context. So what emerges is a, a very lively and variegated picture of um, labour activism in 1950s Cuba, woven together with the broader story of the revolutionary struggle against Batista. And these workers' struggles were waged in a variety of sectors. So um, as the book covers um, sugar, transport, textiles, utilities, um, shops, banks and offices. And they took multiple forms, uh, ghost loans, walkouts, solidarity strikes, mass meetings, demonstrations, sabotage, and the formation of uh, clandestine cells that would go on to form the basis of the workers' section of the guerrilla um, movement. The book also pays very close attention to local and regional contexts, um, looking beyond Havana, to highlight the existence of a, a vibrant milieu of um, local labour activism, which was often acting independently from and uh, often, in fact, in uh, defiance of the central labour leadership. So this attention to local traditions of activism, local networks and solidarities, and um, local responses to national events contributes to a more nuanced picture of working class activism um, that highlights the differences and the tensions between the trade union leadership and the rank and file, as well as um, between the capital and the provinces. So taken together, the workers' struggles that are brought to life in Steve's book um, provide a compelling account of how organised labour contributed both directly and indirectly to uh, shape the course of revolutionary struggle in 1950s Cuba. Um, so, for example, um, workers in shops and warehouses proved valuable through large-scale um, pilfering of essential supplies. Railway workers um, moved those supplies under the eyes of the police. Bus drivers formed propaganda networks, propaganda distribution networks. Um, telephone operators eavesdropped on police conversations, um, providing valuable intelligence for those who were more directly engaged in the armed struggle. Highly organised strike actions also provided crucial support at critical moments, uh, not least during the Granma landing, um, armed uprising in Santiago, and uh, in the revolutionary strike of the 1st of January 1959. 
um, overlooked in much of the literature, this strike is reassessed in Steve's book um, for its decisive contribution to the um, success of the revolution. Securing the capital, um, heading off a potential army coup, and uh, ensuring the victory of the revolutionary forces. So, in sum, uh, the book makes a number of important contributions, moving away from the conventional focus on the Barbudos, um, exploring the long and deeply rooted tradition of labour activism in Cuba, and showing the breadth and depth of its contribution to the revolutionary struggle. And in so doing, it achieves what is quite a difficult task of um, making us look anew at the Cuban Revolution, and I'm sure that this book is going to provide grist to the mill of that uh, perennial subject um, for many years to come. So I want to say congratulations again on this achievement. I'll hand over to you, and I, I very much look forward to raising a glass of it later on. Well, thank you all for coming. And uh, on the 30th of December 1955, the train crews in de on the Ciego de Avila to Moron line in uh, central Cuba, were on strike in solidarity with the sugar workers. The army, with fixed bayonets, surrounded the workshop in Moron, and the uh, officer said, either the engines go out or there will be a bloodbath. That broke the strike. Uh, unarmed workers, whose trade unions were doing all they can uh, to obstruct any generalisation of solidarity, cannot really fight such a threat using traditional trade union methods. But there were... However, small groups of militants who emerged from this and similar defeated strikes uh, who looked for new methods of defending their interests. And in this book, I've attempted to trace uh, uh, their progress. The untold history of working class involvement in the Cuban insurrection of the 1950s emerges from the archives as a fascinating story of courage and organisation. Recovering from the defeat of an important series of industrial battles in 1955, a small but determined group of workers managed to build a clandestine labour movement in the face of an entrenched trade union bureaucracy and a brutal military dictatorship. This movement refused to accept the logic of capitalist industrial relations, which relates workers' demands to the employer's ability to pay. They organised unofficial strikes, produced a lively underground press and combined industrial action with sabotage and armed conflict, thereby providing valuable support for the rebel guerrillas. By the end of 1958, they were able to organise two uh, well-attended uh, well revolutionary workers' congresses uh, uh, composed of hundreds of delegates, and finally, they organised the most complete uh, uh, general strike in Cuban history. So, given, uh, given such an impressive record, one wonders why the story is untold, uh, particularly as the evidence is available in the archive for any researcher who cares to look. I mean, Perhaps it's because so much historical writing prefers to concentrate on the actions of uh, great men uh, and is blind to the ability of ordinary workers uh, to take an independent and often decisive collective role in the development of uh, uh, events. Uh, so, in attempting to bring this hidden history to light and to uh, provide an answer to the question, what was the role of organised labour in the Cuban insurrection, uh, uh, several uh, subsidiary questions of a... Of a, of a uh, have arisen. And uh, 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 in answering these, hopefully, a fuller picture of the actual role played by the workers uh, emerges. Uh, so, uh, what were the problems facing the Cuban workers during the 1950s? There was a profound contradiction at the heart of the Cuban economy. 
the national income principally derived from the export of sugar, uh, uh, which provided 80% of the country's exports, was insufficient to maintain the wage rates and staffing levels historically expected by the workers, uh, while at the same time uh, also providing the profit margins the employers dem demanded. Uh, in order to maintain their profits, business interests needed to increase productivity, uh, which they sought to do by cutting wages, decreasing staffing levels, and introducing new machinery. Such a redivision of the national income in favour of capital at the expense of labour did, uh, did not prove possible under a democratic regime. This caused significant sectors of Cuban and US business to support the authoritarian solution offered by Fulgencio Batista's coup in 1952. Uh, 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 they supported this in the expectation that an authoritarian regime would break workers' resistance to the implement of these cost-cutting measures. Uh, the Batista government supported and coordinated an offensive by the main groups of employers aimed at reducing wage costs having first secured the support of the trade union bureaucracy uh, by corruptly advancing the personal interests of the leadership. This productivity uh, drive was conducted sector by sector, uh, ensuring that no two significant groups of workers came, uh, uh, came under attack at the same time, thereby undermine, undermining the possibility of generalised resistance, uh, rather reminiscent of the Ridley Plan of uh, the 1980s. Uh, this process was aided by the trade union bureaucracy, who played a moderating and conservative role. Where, uh, where, whenever there was a danger of groups of workers bypassing the limits set by the bureaucracy, uh, the government used repressive force to defeat them. This dual strategy of repression and corruption, which was employed throughout 1955, succeeded in defeating workers in the railway, banking, textile and brewing industries, as well as, most significantly, the sugar workers. Uh, who were half the trade union organised workers uh, 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 in Cuba. Uh, and this despite a series of bitterly fought strikes. 1955 to 56, sugar workers' strike. I mean, this is the Carretera Central, the main road through the island, blocked by uh, burning tyres, by uh, uh, effectively you know, cutting the, uh, uh, every town in, a in the sugar areas along the road was cut like this. Still, the army managed to, uh, managed to break that strike uh, by isolating it from other groups of workers uh, 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 and so on. Interestingly enough, the tobacco workers and the dockers, however, managed to resist the increased mechanisation of their industries. Uh, but a bit more of that later. Uh, but anyway, as a result of these defeats of the strikes of 1955, important sections of the Cuban working class adopted other methods of organisation and struggle to defend their interests. So, how was the Cuban working class organised? Uh, Cuba had the highest percentage of unionised workers in Latin America, but the Union Confederation, the Confederación de Trabajadores de, de Cuba, the CTC, uh, which, uh, which was headed by uh, 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 the General Secretary, Eusebio Mujal, uh, uh, as... A nasty piece of work by anybody's standards. <laughs> Even his friends couldn't stand him. Uh, 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 and this was this co uh, uh, was completely corrupt. Uh, uh, in 1948, Mujal had succeeded uh, in defeating the communists who had previously controlled the uh, the federation, uh, uh, and um, through a mixture of gangster violence and government pa patronage. 
1955, the CTC bureaucracy had appeared to defend wages and conditions and had largely maintained its hegemonic position uh, of influence within the working class. However, in the face of this concerted employers' offensive, which started in earnest in that year, 55, it revealed itself as unable and unwilling to safeguard working class living standards and was increasingly seen as part of the problem uh, rather than part of any solution. The term organised labour can be used to describe working class organisation at a number of levels. There are the formal structures of the trade unions, and then there are a multiplicity of unofficial informal structures to which uh, uh, ordinary workers uh, defend their interests, often in the face of obstruction from the official bureaucracy. The role played by the Mujalistas, uh, as uh, the uh, corrupt trade union officials were known, in undermining working class uh, resistance, has led... Uh, to an underestimation of the role played by workers in the insurrection. Uh, however, when you take into account the division of, of interest uh, uh, between the bureaucracy and the rank and file, uh, uh, the way been, is then open to searching for evidence of involvement by workers, distinct from the uh, conventional view uh, merely, that merely considers official trade union activity. Uh, there were two successful general strikes against the Batista regime in August 50, 1957 and January 1959, which are normally characterised as spontaneous. Uh, this is an example of the tendency for some historians to see an event as spontaneous, when in reality they just don't know who actually organised it. Uh, uh, and uh, uh, the, the, this use of the idea of spontaneity uh, to dismiss an event for which an and also has no explanation, ignores uh, and dismisses uh, grassroots organisation. But anyone who's tried to organise a spontaneous <laughs> strike uh, knows that it's actually much harder work than an official strike. But uh, uh, these two strikes, as well as a large amount of other militant working class activity, were the work of a network of activists that were linked to the rebel movement. This organisation, uh, which was effectively started by a group of revolutionary militants from Guantanamo, in the extreme uh, east of the island, uh, drew on pre-existing unofficial relationships within the labour movement and spread westwards to cover most of the island. As well as organising strikes and demonstrations, the, uh, these activists engaged in sabotage and provided logistical support uh, for the guerrillas. Uh, this network was organised in some areas on the basis of a formal cell structure of uh, one person knowing ten, knowing ten, knowing ten. Uh, in other areas, it was just less formally. In some areas, these activists collaborated with, 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 uh, with members of the Communist Party. Uh, again, according to local uh, circumstances, local traditions, and very often local friendships. Uh, sometimes this network operated under the name of the Frente Obrero Nacional, the National Workers' Front. Uh, sometimes under the name of uh, uh, the Committee of Revolutionary Unity of a municipality, or uh, some, some such name that. And as often as not, it was just completely anonymous. Uh, it, is a, it is a problem, of course, trying to trace underground organisation under a dictatorship because, of course, the only ones that are really well known are the failures. The successes, of course, uh, uh, stay, uh, uh, stay unknown. Whatever form this network took uh, in the localities, it proved uh, uh, very effective in organising material and political so support for rebels in the hills, as well as localised industrial action. This here is a picture of the start of the July, July August 1957 general strike in, uh, that started in Santiago. This is actually quite a rare picture because you see it's led by uh, half a dozen women. Most pictures actually cut them off. Uh, uh, and, and, and I think it was because the, the, 
most, most of the bits were taken a bit later. But uh, the, the importance of those women, and I'll come back to the importance of women in, 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 in this generally later, uh, but uh, the, the importance of women, particularly shop workers in Santiago, quite significant. What we have, uh, what, what actually happened was at the, uh, the funeral, Frank Pace, who was the leader of the, uh, uh, tw- uh, the 26th of July movement in Santiago, uh, and very popularly, had been murdered by the uh, chief of, uh, the local chief of police personally, blew his brains out in the pavement. Uh, at the funeral, uh, some July the 26th movement uh, militants, uh, led by a chap called Miguel Yarro, uh, started shouting, Welga, 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 strike, strike, strike. This cry was taken up and they marched back into town uh, a bit behind the hearse. Meanwhile, as, and if you know Santiago, to, to come in back into town from the, uh, 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 from the cemetery, you pass the railway yards, you've got the Bacardi factory, and you've got the docks. As they came out of the cemetery, the, the, uh, 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 the train drivers started play, playing their hooters. That was the signal to the dockers and the, uh, the drinks workers to come out on strike. They then marched round the town and the women pulled the, uh, 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 all of the commercial workers and the administrative workers out of their offices in a general strike that lasted for, that lasted for six days. Uh, and I think, you know, so that, does, uh, that doesn't smack of spontaneity to me. <laughs> but anyway, so what political forces were uh, active in the uh, uh, working class, uh, class politics? I've, I've, I've actually come to the conclusion that there were three what we might call poles of attraction. There was the, the Communist Partido Socialista Popular, the PSP, the Movimiento Revolucionario 26 de Julio, led by Fidel Castro, the 26th of July movement, uh, and the trade union bureaucracy, uh, uh, led by Eusebio Mujal. And here we had Juan Tacachel, who was the leader of the Santiago Dockers, and Ramon Alvarez, uh, the leader of the workers' section in Santiago of the July 26th movement, uh, and uh, a Bacardi delivery driver. Uh, and uh, more, more, of them, more, of them, more of them in a minute. Uh, so, uh, from 1955 onwards, I would argue the main question of working class political life uh, was the competition for support between the PSP, the July the 26th, and the official union machine. Uh, the Mukalista trade union bureaucracy really started to lose credibility after the defeats of uh, 1955 and became increasingly dependent on state intervention to maintain its position. There were some splits in the union leadership which took two forms. On the one hand, Internal, internal jealousies and arguments over the div- divisions of spoil and corruption, and on the other hand, a few honest officials who opposed what they saw as a sellout, uh, a sellout of the workers' interests. Uh, this latter group was small in number, but really quite significant in their, uh, 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 their effectiveness. Uh, and uh, I think of Conrado uh, uh, Becker and Julian uh, Aleman, uh, who I will, again, who I will mention. Uh, mentioned later as two uh, significant from this, uh, from this latter group. Uh, so by the end of 1958, I would argue that Muhal and uh, his associates had become completely uh, marginalised. The PSP, the communists, found their main support in those industries that were able, for various reasons, to resist the employers' uh, offensive of 1955-6 and defend their conditions of employment, principally the docks, the tobacco industry and hotel and catering. Uh, in these in, uh, industries, the communist line of mass struggle, la lucha de masas, 
still appeared to provide a way forward. However, in those industrial sections that, that suffered defeat in the class battles of 54, 55, 56, particularly railways, banking, textiles and sugar, a small but growing nucleus, uh, nuclei of local workers' leaders turned to more radical policy. They became convinced that the only way the workers uh, could uh, reclaim their, uh, uh, their rights and regain democratic control uh, over their trade unions was by the revolutionary overthrow of the, of the regime. These militant workers were attracted to the armed struggle approach advocated by the July the 26th movement. Uh, uh, now, particular importance, as I mentioned already, were a group of railway workers from Guantanamo. Uh, uh, they developed a tactical approach that they called Movimento Obrero Biligerente, uh, roughly translatable, I suppose, as trade unionism on a war footing. Uh, and uh, that combined traditional industrial actions, such as strikes, ghost loads and demonstrations, with sabotage, bombing, and other uh, 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 armed actions. And this dovetailed with the July the 26th approach, which uh, relied on a general strike, supported by guerrilla uh, action, to uh, uh, overthrow, the, uh, uh, overthrow the dictatorship. Just to say, incidentally, that when I spoke of personal relationships, these two, despite being in uh, different parties and having a very different conception of the struggle, uh, uh, had a long tradition of when the docks came out, Bacardi walked out. When Bacardi came out, the docks walked out. And that very much, that solidarity very much overcame their, uh, uh, their, uh, their political differences. Uh, so what was the uh, relationship between the, uh, uh, the PSP and the July the 26th movement? Uh, I have here, these are their two uh, clandestine uh, newspapers. Uh, the Cutter uh, Seven Hour Weekly, as the name implies, uh, about eight pages or so, uh, and it had a section in it that it called Lucha de Massas that reported on uh, strikes, demonstrations, and so on. Now, any of us with a kind of uh, socialist youth will, uh, will recall uh, the tactic of going down to a picket line to sell a socialist paper, uh, uh, getting a report of the... Uh, uh, getting a report of what was going on, writing it up in the paper, going back the following week to send it to the, to the workers in real strike the week before in the hope that, uh, uh, that they'll buy it because their name's in the paper. Well, they did that, which of course is a remarkable... And of course, what we do know, for that tactic to work, it's got to be accurate, uh, otherwise you lose political credibility. So, uh, by and large, Cutter Seminar is a remarkable uh, record of the small strikes, the small demonstrations, uh, and so on. Vanguardia Obrera uh, was uh, a much more limited affair, uh, very often uh, came out on a much more occasional uh, basis. The earlier ones, that uh, uh, rather, rather nice uh, uh, masthead is done using uh, a ballpoint pen on a radio stencil, uh, which some of us may have. Some of the oldest people may remember doing uh, 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 again in our youth. Uh, the growth of the Seccion Obrera, the workers' section of the July the 26th, uh, inevitably brought them into contact with PSP militants at a local level. The dynamics of workplace organisation forced these two groups of militants to interact. And while there was continued political debate and disagreement, a process of convergence started to occur, uh, which was actually considerably in advance of the developing relationship between the two parties at leadership level. The two organisations had much in common politically, both advocating an egalitarian nationalist solution 
to the social economic crisis, assuming the necessity for a cross-class alliance and seeing the revolutionary pro process as one that progressed by stages. Neither grouping openly advocated socialism. Their differences were largely tactical, with the PSP promoting unarmed mass struggle, while the July the 26th saw the need for armed action to defeat the forces of state oppression. Both organisations placed the general strike at the centre of their approach, but they had a very different conception of the tactic. To this PSP, it represented a traditional stoppage of work by the overwhelming majority of workers, who would thereby achieve their objective by sheer weight of numbers and by paralysing the economy. To the July the 26th, the general strike was more akin to a, a mass-armed popular insurrection. As opposition to the Batista regime grew, the difference between these two tactical approaches was tested in practice. Uh, the PSP leadership learnt the need for armed support, while the July the 26th leadership realised that popular support could not be summoned, but had to be built by relating to workers' ec economic and social interests. The process of tactical conversion, as I say, began at, at workplace level, uh, 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 but was, uh, and was boosted by the increasing brutality of the regime. Uh, as the army and police became frustrated by their inability to defeat the guerrillas, they vented their feelings on the uh, civilian population. In addition to this random unofficial, uh, 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 unofficial violence, there was increased activity by government death squads, uh, which targeted sections of the opposition, but made a particular uh, target of known working-class activists, including communists. The sheer horror of the state violence meted out by the Batista dictatorship had dropped from sight in recent studies, but it needs to be remembered that it was an important factor contributing to the increasing popular hatred of the regime. The common danger was another factor in pushing rank-and-file communists and fidelistas together, as well as producing a feeling among many ordinary PSP supporters that they needed to arm themselves, if only in self-defence. So while there was a political convergence between the organization, uh, two organisations, the process of organisational convergence was slower, in part due to anti-communist attitudes within sections of the July the 26th, particularly in Havana. However, we have to be clear that anti-communism uh, takes different forms. They're both right-wing and left-wing varieties, uh, with the former being opposed uh, to communists because of, of opposition to the collectivisation of property while the latter frequently feel that the communists are insufficiently militant and overly bureaucratic, mm -hmm. uh, with a poor commitment to democracy. It's important to differentiate between these two, uh, two phenomena, as, as left-wing critics of the Communist Party are frequently prepared to collaborate with communist militants once these have adopted a more radical approach, uh, while the right-wing are generally resolutely opposed in all circumstances. The leading members of the, of the July the 26th workers' section fell into the left-wing category, and following the... Uh, uh, the PSP's acceptance of armed action were happy to work uh, with the communists. Uh, a view of the, Co the Cuban Revolution, which sees uh, the rebel victory as entirely the work of uh, the guerrilla army, will necessarily see little contribution from the communists. Uh, if the role of organised labour is taken into account, the communist contribution becomes considerably more significant, uh, as this is the area where they operated most effectively. Thus, their systematic agitation and propaganda was a key factor in maintaining independent working-class organisation, while their organisation experience and pre-existing militant networks complemented the work of the July 26th workers' section. The other thing that I've mentioned between the East and the West, Havana and Guantanamo, so what, to what extent were regional differences important? Opposition to the regime was generally stronger in the East, and least pronounced in Havana. Uh, when the, uh, the nucleus of the rebel army arrived in the Grandma, uh, this gave the advocates of, uh, of Movimento, Obrero, Bilicamente their first test. 
There were strikes and sabotage uh, in Guantanamo in solidarity with the armed actions uh, in Santiago on November the 56, uh, uh, November 1956. Uh, uh, Santiago 1956, uh, a group of about 100 uh, armed and for the first time uniformed rebels attacked various police posts in uh, uh, Santiago. The, uh, the Cuban army, which was never much cop, it must be said. Uh, I, I, I do think that any army whose main enemy is its own civilian population, tends not to be very good when faced with a, a, a well-trained politi- and, and motivated military enemy. Uh, but uh, in, in Santiago, the, uh, the police and the army fled back to their barracks, uh, uh, even though they outnumbered these, uh, the, these guerrillas about 10 to 1. Uh, meanwhile, in Guantanamo, uh, the railway workers went on strike. Uh, they isolated the town. Their job was to, was to make sure that uh, no reinforcements could arrive from Guantanamo. Uh, into Santiago, uh, but they uh, 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 and uh, uh, they did this so effectively, uh, and in the process pulled the rest of the town out on strike as well. Uh, that this drew the attention of the leadership of the July the Twenty Sixth Movement to the contribution to be made by organised labour, uh, and the Guantanamo workers were were set up as a because af- after this, several of their leaders had to go on the run, and they were. They were set up as a commission that went around the country, spreading their... I said that there was this relationship between uh, Juan Tacachel and Ramon Alvarez on this day when this, uh, this happened. The Communist Party leadership in Havana had been forewarned and wanted no part of it. Juan Tacachel, who was actually on the Central Committee of the Communist Party, nevertheless, uh, as soon as the, the action started, he pulled the docks out and strike. Uh, and I think that that, that, that is... Probably the best example of that sort of local solidarity trumping uh, the political line. And, uh, and another question of, uh, 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 of regional, uh, uh, regional importance was the influence of, of working class members of the July the 10th, 26 was much greater in Oriente, Matanzas, and Las Vegas provinces. So whereas they had uh, 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 the Havana. Uh, Underground was very kind of very large number of lawyers, doctors, and so on. In the east, it was much more uh, uh, it was much more uh, working class. In the east, there was a much greater understanding of that the importance and the power of uh, working class action. And of course, another factor when we're considering regional differences is the uh, uh, the influence of the trade union bureaucracy diminished the further we got away from the uh, from from the head offices as these comfortable bureaucrats. That picture there a group of women whose sons had been either shot or tortured or both. That says, stop assassinating our, uh, our sons, Cuban mothers. They did that demonstration on the day when the new United States ambassador paid his first visit to Santiago. The police turned the fire hoses on them and beat them. Uh, now, given that the US ambassador was not a, uh, a particularly sympathetic to, uh, to, uh, to the rebel cause, nevertheless, he and his wife... Uh, watching these women being beaten, were outraged and complained. And I think and this was a tactic that the, 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 the rebels were very good at using, uh, that uh, army and police are less likely to, uh, 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 to beat women as badly as they beat men. And if they do, the outrage it causes is very much worse. And this, so this was uh, quite, a, quite a common feature of the... Uh, of, of, of the, uh, the tactic. That picture down there is uh, a group of, of administrative workers uh, in the railway yards in Cienfuegos, in central, 
uh, central Cuba. When they discovered that they were being asked to process redundancy notices uh, for, the driver, uh, for, for drivers and engineers, refused to do it, uh, posed for some quite formal uh, photos for, 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 the, uh, for the local paper. And then half of them went down to the yards and picketed the men out, and the other half went round the town pulling out the, uh, the shop workers. Uh, and the town, uh, the town went on a, uh, uh, what they referred to as a Suidad uh, Muerto, a dead city. Everything just shut. Uh, and uh, all businesses had to close. Those that didn't, found they didn't have any windows. And uh, uh, it was... Uh, uh, but indeed, in a town where everything depended upon the railway, of course, uh, so many of the businesses knew they depended on the, on the goodwill of the railway workers, and any reduction in employment in the railway yards would mean less, uh, uh, less, less money and so on. So, uh, and there probably wasn't a family in Cienfuegos that didn't have someone working on the railway. A bit like, a bit like Swindon in the 1950s. Um, so, uh, but it, was, it is interesting, again, the way those women were able to pick it out, uh, uh, pick it out the men uh, once, they, uh, once they had the, uh, the information. And, it, was, and it, it managed to delay the introduction of the... Uh, of the redundancies. How significant was the involvement of organised labour in determining the outcome of the... Uh... As the crisis deepened, the army and police engaged in a campaign of terror, uh, death squads, torture, uh, and so on. Uh, militant workers, even when unconnected to the rebels, were a particular target. Uh, the, initial, the initial working class response to state terror was a series of strikes in Manzanillo, Bayamo, and Santiago. Uh, these, while helping to raise the levels of opposition, proved ineffective in preventing government violence. Uh, and uh, that drew many workers, including uh, sections of the Communist Party, uh, uh, into supporting the rebel forces. Even the 1957 strike, despite being the biggest demonstration uh, against Batista before he fled, didn't seriously threaten the regime. Uh, so, uh, uh, in circumstances where regimes were to use high levels of brutality to suppress workers attempting failure wages and conditions, uh, conventional mass action uh, is not sufficient. Equally, I would argue, armed guerrilla action without mass support normally leads to isolation and defeat. Uh, the, the, the victory of the revolutionary forces in Cuba, I would argue, were due to a successful combination of uh, both, these, uh, both these tactics. Uh, the defeat of the regime's summer offensive in 1958 gave the rebel forces immense prestige uh, and resulted in a loss of support for Batista, uh, even from within the business class. The subsequent rebel advances led Batista to flee the country, but while this, this removed the dictator, it didn't ensure the victory of the revolutionary forces. Rather, the, the general strike called by Fidel Castro at the beginning of January 1959 was crucial in preventing an army coup uh, that could have prolonged the war. The general strike was in no way spontaneous, but the result of very careful preparation. There were two well-attended workers' congresses in rebel-held territory in December 1958. The one in, uh, uh, in Las Villas had 800 delegates. Now, if you get 800 delegates... Uh, 800 shots do us together for a, a, a revolutionary conference uh, in times of peace. You'd think you're doing very well, wouldn't you? So, uh, uh, to do it under the conditions of, uh, of, of, of dictatorship, I think it was quite remarkable. These congresses agreed to organise a general strike at the start of the next sugar harvest, due to begin the following January. However, Batista fled before this, and the general strike had to be brought forward to prevent a military coup. This strike ensured the overthrow of the old regime. The importance, I would suggest, of this in determining the future course of events uh, can't be underestimated. 
I think just to, uh, uh, just to finish, really, uh, part of what I wanted to do was analyse what was uh, uh, the course of events and, and the actual involvement of the, uh, 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 of the uh, working class in the insurrection. But also, to me, there was a question of, of, of like a rescue history as well. There are people here, uh, and, and uh, I've gone into, some may think, obsessive detail uh, on occasions, uh, of, uh, of, 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 of people who, uh, as I said, I mentioned uh, Conrado Becker earlier, uh, who was, had a very comfortable life as, a, as, a, as, as vice president of the Sugar Workers Federation, managed to get himself uh, uh, expelled from the union for, uh, for, leading, a, for leading a strike, uh, then proceeded to live a double life of, uh, of legality on the one hand, while secretly organising underground. Uh, it's quite interesting how successful his secret, uh, his double life was, because he was continually denounced by the Communist Party as a sellout, until Rafael Rodriguez went up to the uh, Sierra, met Fidel Castro, and was told lay off him, he's one of ours, uh, uh, and so on. Uh, he then, uh, eventually, he blew it, and he had to go into, uh, uh, and he went, and he ended up... Uh, 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 commanding a platoon in the, uh, uh, with you can imagine relief at last to be able not to have to keep leading this double life. Octavio Luit, a train driver from Guantanamo, uh, who not only uh, won one of the big Guantanamo sh uh, uh, strikes, but also was in command of a, uh, 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 of a platoon of railway workers whose whose job was to open fire on the police station uh, to uh, 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 as a signal for the strike to start. However, uh, the, the cartridges apparently had all got damp and they didn't go off, uh, so they couldn't give the signal. And uh, uh, in the end, they had to provoke a policeman into shooting at them <laughs> in order that the signal for the strike to start uh, could, could happen. Jose uh, Maria de, de la Aguilera uh, led the 1955 bank, uh, Havana bank workers' strike, uh, again was expelled from the union. He disappears completely from sight. Uh, there are vague references in, uh, there was an, an Argentine uh, journalist managed to get to interview Camilo Cienfuegos uh, when his column was going uh, uh, westwards uh, in, the, in, the, uh, uh, in the middle of uh, 1958. And uh, then he suddenly comes across De La Aguilera, interviews him. Uh, and, but he was extremely effective in underground organisation, and I think testament of that is everywhere we have a record of the people who formed the clandestine committees, the etc, uh, etc. Et there's nearly always a bank worker somewhere in there uh, 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 that was associated with uh, De La Aguilera. Finally, uh, and I think a man, if, if I have a hero, uh, and I know one shouldn't, but uh, uh, now, now he's passed away, I think we can afford to. Uh, uh, Antonio Torres, Nico Torres, uh, Five foot four, uh, <laughs> railway worker, was a Trotskyist in the 1930s. Uh, joined the, uh, became the, uh, became the minute secretary of the uh, uh, <coughs> the Brotherhood of Railway Workers in Guantanamo. Was effectively the leader of the uh, uh, Guantanamo uh, uh, working class movement. He and he. Uh, 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 he was the he was the one who developed this concept that you had you know that workers uh, uh, that when uh, uh, when train drivers go on strike they derail scab trains when uh, uh, 
uh, telephone workers go on strike. They cut the wires as they go. Uh, that electric, electrical workers throw the switches and take important parts of uh, equipment with them. Uh, that sort of uh, that sort of approach that that, that he uh, uh, that he's there. that when sugar workers go on strike, they set fire to the uh, they set fire to the fields uh, and. Uh, 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 and so on. Federación Obrera Nacional Unido, Unida. He, he, he became the lead, this clandestine, that united the workers' movements of Israel the 26th and of the Communist Party. Probably one of the most effective working class militants I have ever come across. Point, I'll, uh, I'll leave it at that. Thank you very much.